Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. And we have an awesome show for you today. We actually have a special guest, but first and foremost, uh, I am Sydney. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. I'm good with uh, any of the four. Uh, and then my amazing co-host, Aaron. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite butch queen, Aaron. Pronoun, <laughs> pronouns are they, them. Giving you all the tea and all the shade. Um, yeah. yeah, up here, you know the vibes. Like, girl, we go through this every episode, girl. You know but what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we actually have an an awesome new guest with us today that we are going to be doing an interview with. Uh, this is Marshall Bradley. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Marshall, like I was introduced, and I go by the pronouns he, him. And yes, uh, I don't have a beard, but I got a butch. I'm a butchie. <laughs> but yes, um, but other than that, uh, I'm honored to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's get into because you know, this shit's still going on. So let's do the mental health check-in. I know it's gonna be quick. Um <laughs> where are we in reference to our mental health? Aaron, how you uh how you holding up? I've been having very much like a fuck it kind of attitude lately. Um, and we're gonna talk about it soon in one of the topics. Um, but Girls, sometimes that's what you have to do to be able to make it because literally it's so much stuff going on. Um, as you know, I quit my job because again, no job is worth your dignity or being disrespected. And I haven't been doing shit. I've been laying my ass in the bed, not being quote unquote productive. I've been doing what I want to do because capitalism has been kicking my ass. So I'm taking the rest of the month off. So yeah, that's what I that's my mental health. Just fuck it. <laughs> I like that okay uh, and how you feeling Marshall look I'm kind of in the same boat right now but I'm, I don't give one fuck two fuck three fucks fuck. um but <laughs> <laughs> but um right now I'm in the process of getting a new job uh because that my my job right now I'm a I'm paint instructor and I'm over it. I'm done. I can't. I can't do it no more. Because <laughs> um, if these checks are coming in late, then I'm not going to be doing the effort that I usually put in. Uh, so that's that's what it is right now. And also with me, I'm just living my bucket list right now. So I'm on a podcast, and I did my uh, first, hey! I did my first uh, fashion show last night, and oh. so. That's what I'm doing and still staying on my uh, my small black business stuff uh, with my art. So that's what it is. That's what's up. That's and what's up. he is very talented. Like his, I don't know if you've seen his artistry, but it, it, the talent is there. Uh, listen, I mean, we're black and queer. The talent is always there, but I now, I now yeah. need to see your stuff. I now need to see your stuff. I'm just saying. Um, as far as I am concerned, um, Jesus, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, like, like just going through regular life right now, watching, um, all of these systems implode, literally watching us kind of go back in time every day. It's, it's hard to kind of lift yourself out of depression. Um, I'm trying to get myself to fuck it. Cause I'm really in the spot where I care a little bit too much. I'm feeling a little bit too much. And I'm like, damn, if I didn't do this show, I wouldn't be watching the news. <laughs> I'm not trying to blame y'all or nothing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to let you know I'm dedicated. You feel me? But um, 
it is, it's been kind of difficult, you know, in that way, trying to find like normalcy because you can't be on high all the time. Like my anxiety, my poor little heart can't take it. I can't do that 24 seven, you feel me? But um, that's, that's, that's where we are. Basically, uh, fuck it and panic attacks. This is where we are right now. <laughs> but um, I am so excited to get straight into this uh, interview. Um, and I, because I really want to know about, uh, because we have to continually remind ourselves that we are not a monolith. So it is important to hear different stories, to show the differences, to show the similarities. So I'm excited. So first and foremost, Marshall, tell us a little bit about your background and just your experience in general with being Black and queer. Um, it's it's an up and down story, for real, though. Um, so I grew up in the church, like most of us do. <laughs> and so, yes, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but <laughs> but I, for me, a lot of a lot of my friends that are are Black or of color that are queer or identify in the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, they're, they're really, for me, I, I love them. And I also have to tell them like, hey, I, I still love Jesus. I say Jesus every time he answered my prayers, but I, I, don't, I don't take it into effect like, hey, you're a demon. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, this is what God is telling me. And I have to, like, I always bring up T.S. Madison in this, like, God talks to me in the way that he wants to talk to me and not the way that he talks to other people, especially our white capitalists. Um, but <laughs> so so for me, growing up in the church, it was always like, oh, I, I, am, I am going to hell. <laughs> so um, because of all the things that I've been hearing and still do hear on a daily basis sometimes, because I'm just like, look, especially with watching TV shows now where they're like, oh, oh, you're finally being inclusive. Go ahead and add some um, some gay characters. Yes. Um, but but sometimes my family's like, oh my gosh, that's like disgusting, like ew, like ugh. And I'm like, they're not talking about you. They, they're trying to open up to a new experience right now. So that's another part of my um, growing up. So it's it's always battling conservative and liberal in, in that sense in my family. And that's how I grew up mostly. Um, and then being a, a product of a separation of parents, uh, it's it's really hard because it's like, well, I wanna be free with y'all, but I can't be free with y'all. And I can't be free with this group and I could be free with this group and, and, and certain parts of my family. So I had, I guess I had accidentally came out um, as by to my to my cousins because they followed me on Snapchat, and when I had like a, a high school boyfriend, I that I was posting him because I was like, oh, I got I got a boyfriend. I don't, <laughs> I'm posting, yeah. um, and, and so because I wanted to do what all the straight couples were doing in high school, and so my cousins found out, and they're like, oh. You gay? I was like, no, I'm bi, <laughs> but I I'm in a in a boy boy relationship right now, so gay right now, yes. <laughs> but um, but they're like, oh, okay, you're cool with me, and um, and it was like, it was really heartfelt that 
I do have some family that was cool with me about identifying the way that I identify and not just immediately just like purging me <laughs> and saying that I'm going to hell and saying that I'm like a mistake or anything like that. So I'm really glad I still have family support like that. And I'm really family oriented. And so that that was important. But then it got to like uh, abuse with me and my dad. So like me and my dad, we had a conversation on like what was sex sexuality or what is um, even being bisexual. And I'm just like, sir, I'm, I, you still don't know if I'm going to marry a woman. I might marry a man, <laughs> but that was all in my head. But still, I'm just like, it was still like scary for me to verbalize that to him. But when he found out about one of the high school boyfriends, he was like, oh, so you like niggas now? Uh, so it's like, and then when we went on to TV shows, it's like, look at that woman. You want a, you want a soft, beautiful woman, right? instead of like a hairy man I was like excuse me <laughs> what I just say I, I was talking to my head all the time but and you don't know how many times that I wanted to like just verbalize you be like excuse me what <laughs> you do you know what you're coming out in your mouth but I just let it kept on going and going and going until eventually it just started getting physical and I was like I don't need this no more this is this is not for me so then I had just went with my mom and, and my stepdad's family. I'm just like, I'm going to just stay over here because I feel more comfortable over here. Because um, this is more of a safe space than what you're putting me through. Other than my stepmom and my sisters are like my safe haven. They couldn't be my safe haven for long. And so I just had to go where I was mostly like accepted. Because it was just like, I, I can't take I can't take this. And because I'm, I'm calm, I'm cool. And you're making me agitated and anxious. And plus, I already have ADHD. So I'm just like all around. So I can't get that mental mentalness out of my um out of my head because you you keep on you keep on putting me in a place where I feel like I'm nobody and where I feel like I should be somebody. So that's mostly my story right there. And right now just living in my truth more. And like because I'm like I'm I'm buying the clothes that I want to buy and then I'm buying and then I'm going to places that I wanted to go like since I was little because I was just because I was exposed to all of this like when I was little because I I had some low-key uncles <laughs> some down level uncles <laughs> but um but one of my cousins she um uh, she's a lesbian and and I was like when I was little I was like you like G-I-R-L-S? You like girls? <laughs> I never heard of that <laughs> <laughs> it was like, And then and then and then it came to where she knew that um that I was in the in the community where I showed her Tajik Hall and I tried to play the straight my straight role so good. <laughs> I tried to win an Oscar. I said, Oh look, cousin, there's this guy. He sings really good. He danced really good. I like this. Let me show you a video of this. <laughs> and then I showed I showed her Tadra Call, and she was like, and she was older than me. She was like, Marshall, you like boys? <laughs> I was like, how do you know? <laughs> so, so. Because your closet was made of glass. Okay, I see you. That's you, right, right through you. And I was like, okay. 
Well, since I can tell you now, I, I guess <laughs> you taught me, but everybody else knows that. I, everybody, everybody else, I got an Oscar. I, I won an Oscar. I've been won an Oscar. I, that's it. But um, but other than that, um, it, it started to help me eventually develop in my truth. Um, so eventually now, where I'm just like, look, this is this is who I am. You can accept it or not. I don't give two fucks. Um, so that's that's where I am right now. It's just going with the flow, living my life, and checking off my bucket list one by one. So yeah. Awesome. Period. So um, I guess my first question, one of the things that I noticed is that when you were talking about religion and kind of having to deal with the dichotomy of loving God and loving Jesus, and then going into these spaces where there was so much hatred toward you, um, even though they didn't know it, you mm -hmm. knew how much they, they actually really hated you. So um, how, did you, how do you reconcile that? Um, with what you know of religion and so on and so forth, how, like, is it, do you still go to church? Is it just something that you have your own personal relationship with God or how do you navigate that? Um, for me, I still do go to a church, but I, I'm one of those church goers, church goers. And now I'm like, uh, if you come on Easter, <laughs> if you go by <laughs> Christmas, then you'll be like, okay, cool. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but right now I just stick to to me myself and I and him and, and the Bible and that's it because I'm just like I don't I don't need no extra judgment um going on towards me uh even though I I say I am like what I am I'm just like nah I'm just stay away from the toxicity because yeah. because I already know that people already gossip in church and people already say things in church I'm just like, I don't have time for it. I don't, mm -mm, no, thank you. Um, but I, I just stay with myself and I, I feel like that's the best option for me right now is because I feel safe inside, mm. uh, inside like my relationship with God and not like the culture around of it. Christianity. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when it comes to the Bible, you know, there's a lot of like, contradictions in there mm -hmm. which is probably one of the reasons that you know that if you do have a personal relationship with God whatever the Bible is has been saying has been wrong or off for quite some time at any rate um but being that you still are you know reading the Bible and and still taking account how do you um kind of navigate those contradictions is it just something like where you just kind of take the meat and leave the bone or do you just start doing more research and religions in general or how do you navigate it well, for me, I do a lot of, of research because I've always been a, a curious mind. Um, so when I do my my research on what I read, and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> I just remember there's some books that were taken out a long time ago. There's yeah. stories that nobody knows, <laughs> so I'm just like, look, no. I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that happened. Oh, and that happened. I bet if this would have happened, that would have happened too. And then these two would have got together instead of being with this one, because you never know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> because like Egyptian culture, Egyptian culture was around, uh, even though God was like, let my people go. There's still that culture inside of the of the Hebrews yeah that, that was a that was a whole crazy story he was like i'm gonna kill all the firstborns and i'm gonna harden pharaoh's heart mm -hmm. <laughs> no <laughs> like, really it didn't, really it didn't make any sense. 
But I've been asking so many questions. I gotta, I gotta pass it to Aaron. What, what kind of questions do you have? So I would say, have you ever come across situations where people are like, oh, well, no, you're not just bisexual, you're actually gay, or you're like you're actually just using it as like a transformation, like to get to just being strictly, because I hear that a lot too. And there's a huge issue in the black community of apparently you can't be black, a black man and bisexual. And I keep like, oh, only black women can be bisexual, but not black men. And that is a thing, apparently, which is ridiculous to me. But have you ever come across instances like situations like that? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like especially in the black community with uh, being a male, a black male in America or anywhere else, they're like, don't show your your feminine side. <laughs> Just say it right there. It's right here in this in this middle lane, right there. Okay, and then it's it and and for me, I'm just like, no, I I gotta show a little bit of both because when Beyonce comes on, I gotta I gotta do a little twerking. I can't I can't <laughs> I I can't just sit still because I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, and so yeah, that that has happened because especially when like music is like music is the one thing that breaks break uh breaks the mind like oh he's just gay and he's just using that as a safety net but i'm like no no i'm just a dancer <laughs> and and with that i'm just like do your research before you start talking about something that you don't know nothing about because like bringing it back to bring bringing it back to my dad's situation he was like do you know what bisexual means I'm like well yeah <laughs> it's like bye like a bicycles too. <laughs> you, you like not breaking it down in the lab. Right. Like, <laughs> bullet points. And then, and then I'm like, I like girls. Cause I made sure I said I like girls because so like calm down. <laughs> so I like girls, then I like guys, but I like guys more. And then that's what set them off. It was like, oh. As soon as you say that more, that's yeah. Oh, when well, no, you just trying to like. Yeah, and it also just goes into the conversation of like sexuality just being a spectrum as a whole. Mm -hmm. I feel like it still goes over a lot of people's heads. But yeah, I've always, I, that was something I've noticed because, oh, it's no such thing as, because I saw this on, I saw so many videos of this on TikTok, like, oh, it's no such thing as like a bisexual black man. I'm like, girl, chances are you slept with one and didn't even know, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I've been seeing some biphobic black women too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I have questions. Um, Sydney pretty much answered all my asked all the questions I was going to ask. <laughs> my band is <laughs> the, the interviewer in me. I'm like, I have questions. She's a no, journalist. Uh, <laughs> um, but now we are going to go ahead and move on to the next topic on the Rasta. And um, Ron DeSatan has oh. done quite a bit in the last, last couple of years. He's been making some very severe moves. So uh, let's talk about it. Aaron? You know, he, announced, he announced his, like, it was announced that he's running for president. He announced it like last week. So this is confirmed shit. And this is some scary shit. Because yes, Trump was a dumbass. But to have a Ron DeSantis in office who was like stupid, but it's like clever with it to like, that's some scary shit. Um, recently, 
On May 11th, the conservative official signed SB 1580 into law, which is also known as the Protections of Medical Conscience Bill. Um, under the archaic legislation, which goes into effect July 1st, doctors and healthcare payers are allowed to opt out of participation in or payment for certain healthcare services on the basis of conscience based objections, which was defined as religious views or ethical beliefs. So basically, if my ass goes to the, if, I'm in, if I live in Florida and I take my ass to the hospital, they could say, well, because of my religious views, I can't take care of you. That's where they're at right now. So I guess I'm fucked. <laughs> you have no religious views. What will they do? Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's, it's really scary, the things that are going on in Florida. I was actually talking to um, my bestie, hey, Hallie, uh, in Florida, and I was telling her I can't come visit anymore. Mm -hmm. I've been, I have been um, gone from Florida for almost seven years now. And when I say, I just get an itch in my ass. I and mean, it's just like, I gotta go to Florida. I'm not gonna be here no more, fuck you bitches. Like it is, it was <laughs> so easy for me to just go and lay on uh, Hallie's couch with all of her animals and go take a nap. Like I feel like Snow White in the, floor, uh, in the fucking forest. Like that was my happy place. And mm -hmm. to know that that has been completely ripped from me um, because of all of the laws that are going on. And I can't not live my life the way that I live my life just because I'm in a different state. And I feel like we can all attest, but probably you both more than I, the whole having to play it straight is an exhausting way of life. And it's not just exhausting, it's also traumatizing. It is traumatizing to go ahead and every first reaction you would have to have to think about that shit. Like that could get me killed. That could get me murdered. I can't do that in this space. I could be disowned. To now know those things that we were going through just within our family structures is now just going to happen with you walking outside. It's, it's, I feel like people aren't scared enough for me. Honestly, that's where I'm at. People aren't scared enough for me. And I think because so many anti-queer bills have been passed, it's sad to say, but we're just numb to the bullshit. So that's why we're not getting that many reactions. Like, yeah, you like exactly. I shouldn't have had to be a act like trade all the fucking time. I don't want to do that dumb ass shit because that's not right. <laughs> right. Cause I'd be like, no, nah, bro, I can't do that. No. Like stand in the back, stand, stand in the crowd, be like, but she's dancing. I want to dance too. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but, but it's just like once I was introduced to like all my female figures in my family, I'm just like, well, well, I guess I'm into the same kind of stuff that you into as well. Um, but what's checking? I'm I'm going into Florida on the 28th to the 31st, so I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I, and I feel like that's the sad part. It's like. It's like we have to really send our, our uh, like, I got to be, I, I, I'm not a Christian, so I won't be like uh, praying to Jesus or anything, but I'm gonna light a candle for you because the fact, because that's, that's a scary thing to, to go into a space where you know they hate you. Um, it, it makes me so scared is whether it's Orlando, whether it's, and like, I'm going to say this. 
The reason why I'm not sure if Ron DeSantis is going to pull this off is only because he's trying to fight Disney. You can't fight the mouse. <laughs> Who's that's literally like Hitler against Mussolini. Who are are, are y'all are y'all sure that's what y'all wanted to do? Yeah, girl. I don't know if you wanted to culminate like that because I'm not sure that's what you wanted to do. It's like going up against Disney. Disney like, owns the planet at this point. Because you have to remember, all of these companies that ever put a rainbow on anything, they don't care about us. Anybody who's who's celebrating Juneteenth, fucking Walmart with their watermelon salad, fuck you. And okay. ice cream. Your bro, nigga. <laughs> sorry, my bad. My bad. I just, oh, sorry. A piece of my spirit jumped out. I couldn't even. I couldn't even help myself. Um. Like they don't actually care about anybody, whether it's Nike with Colin Kaepernick, they want your dollars. They want gay dollars. They want gay black dollars. They want Afro Latin dollars. They want Latin dollars. They will go ahead and tap dance and bust it wide open. And, and, and like for anybody who's got the dollar. So when you see random people like, I'm gonna go buy some Stella and Bud Light and pour it down my sink and put a video, Mm. I you thinking about like I'm I sorry. That shit. I, when I saw that shit, I said y'all have too much time on your hands. And did you also see the one with um this white man got his machine gun and just shot up a whole bunch of butt like hands? And 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 if you notice the commonality, they're all white. <laughs> they're, all, <laughs> they're all white males. So I'm just like, oh, wow. Listen, and just not like there's not Black conservatives who will say, oh, I agree with you. But they're not about to waste any of their money burning or shooting shit. They've spent the money on that rape. That Herschel Walker. Listen, listen, that I, I, I am not one to call people slow, right? But <laughs> I feel like, he is definitely on a different mode than the rest of us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I feel mode. like another thing. Um, I feel like another thing that I really wanted to talk about in reference to Ron DeSantis in Florida is this new undocumented law that's supposed to be going into effect on in July. So now grocery stores are no longer being filled because now even truckers from different states, who, by the way, could also be undocumented or standing in solidarity with the rest of the other migrant workers, which means how are you going to get your toilet paper, Florida? How are you getting your fruits? How are you getting your vegetables? Um, this is the scary part for me because, um, you know, uh, my parents are not American. Uh, fuck my dad, you can take him. But, you know, um, but like, you know, I, I, I am the daughter of immigrants. Do you know what I'm saying? And this type of shit that's going on, it almost feels like slave catching. They're telling Uber drivers, you can now ask for their documents because they can get fined for having an undocumented person in their car. Mm -hmm. DACA recipients, if you live with an undocumented person, you can get deported. The undocumented people they're living with is their parents. So if they find out you live with your parents, you're going to get deported? That's crazy. Yeah, because it's, like, it's- No, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, the un undocumented citizens 
they're they're the one they're partially our backbones <laughs> if not partially our whole backbone because they they do the jobs we don't want to do could <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. And and on top of that, it's not even just doing the jobs that a lot of us don't want to do. It's also um, doing it's also doing the jobs that you've been almost pay, paying them slave wages for. And this is the part that scares me. This is the part because I feel like we, we keep on forgetting that slavery is legal through the prison system. So now that we don't have migrant workers to that they can pay slave wages to, what do you think is the next step? All of those people in jail right now, and we already are we are already the demographic that's mostly in the Florida prison system. And there are so many private Florida prisons, it's almost disgusting. Mm. That's Let's what, think about what's gonna happen. They're gonna start having to pick the vegetables, and that way, guess what? Now Florida doesn't have to pay shit. You can go. We will already get everything together through the slave labor of the prison system. I feel like people don't fucking hear me, die. Yeah, that's why, like, why do you think Black Lives Matter, a whole bunch of Black people uh, got arrested after those protests within the one day that oh, a whole bunch of white people got mad and angry for no reason and went and stored that capital. And the the dang guy with the um with the little horns on his head, I was like, if you don't slit your buffalo bill ass down, smearing <laughs> <laughs> like... shit on the walls like animals, and they want to call us savages. I'm sorry, when I get upset, I don't take my own fecal matter and smear it on places <laughs> when I'm upset. That's right. never been, you know. Maybe throw something. What the fuck? Right. It, it's. It's, while we're um, getting pepper sprayed, while we're getting maced, while we're getting hit, while we're getting shot, while we're getting all sorts of backlash. They already know what would have happened if everyone at that capital was black, they would have brought fucking tanks out. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They yeah. brought out tanks in Denver when I was in the 2020 protests. They brought out tanks. That's Girl. also when I learned I needed to do more cardio. A nigga runs real slow. That was like slow motion. I was like, oh, girl, this is not going to work. Um, I, I was like, I'm going to get caught. This is why I'm leaving. Because I don't have the cardio to run. I, I don't got it no more. Um, now, um, before he, he go also, ahead. Um, the Santas has also signed another bill sweeping range of anti-LGBT laws targeting drag shows in Florida, which bathrooms people can use, gender-affirming care, which includes transgender adults. So it's not about the kids. Once again, we know that because now trans people who are adults cannot have gender affirming care now. Um, and also pronouns. And also pronouns. So now school employees are unable to share their pronouns with students or ask them what theirs are. So what the fuck are they supposed to do? Not say miss or miss, Mr. or like, I'm confused. My thing is, does his hand hurt from signing all these bills? <laughs> I'm like, dang, like who, what deal did you make in order to sign all these bills that pertain nothing to you? All you have to do was be a governor. That's all you have to do. And but the gag now, is, yes. the gag is, these bills were signed at the Evangelical Cambridge Christian School in Tampa on May 17th, the same day as International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. Mm. Mm. And, oh, and look at the timing. And then right here in, in Texas, too. I'm in Houston, Texas. 
And when I was looking at all the ballots, <laughs> I was like, y'all gonna vote for Abbott again? <laughs> Why are we voting for Abbott again? Uh, didn't he do nothing with gun laws? Didn't he do uh, like piss y'all off with abortion? What is happening? <laughs> What's going on? And then especially with my, uh, I, I love my Latin community. I love them so much. The hips don't lie. But I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, y'all, y'all are one of the main oppressed ones in the United States as well, not as oppressed as us Black people, but y'all are one of the most oppressed uh, people in Classes, America. Yes. And y'all are voting for Abbott, Trump, DeSantis, all of these. I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop. And I'm from Florida. So seeing like, especially the Cuban community, like I, I and I and I hate to take it back because you know, I, I, I'm old, right? <laughs> I remember the dry foot law. I remember that any Cuban, that got onto American soil in Florida would be a citizen. A Haitian can come up right behind them and get deported. We know why you voted Republican, but we. But I, and I saw a video the other day that I think I, that I shared with Erin, and it was she, and it was a black woman who was saying, "I kind of view myself as somewhat of like a bigger sister, uh, somebody who's just been here a little bit longer than than you guys." I know that you think that your proximity to whiteness is going to do something for you, which is why you keep on voting against your own self-interest. But I've just been here a little longer and I'm just letting you know, that's not how it's gonna work. It never works. And the Latin community continue to vote against their own self-interest every time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I saw on, there's a talk show um, called the Sherry Shepherd Show. I don't know if y'all heard about it, but yes, 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 the, yes. The replacement for Wendy Williams. How you right? Doing? Yes, because she still got big boobs and no ass, so it's okay. Yes, um, she still <laughs> shaped like a letter P. So I mean, why not? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> there was an author as a guest. I forgot her name. I wish I remembered. But there was an author as a guest, and she was she's biracial. She's half black and half Latin. And guess what the mama did? The mama. After she birthed her, left because the 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 family was like, um, it's either that black baby or it's your family. And the the mom went to her family, and now since the daughter has all this success as an author, entrepreneur, and so on and so forth, she still doesn't acknowledge that she is her daughter. And I'm just like, just because he, just because she's half black, <laughs> what what is going on with this country? What is going on with y'all? Uh, no, no hate to my Latin community, but do better because you over here calling us monkeys and stuff. And then me being a half substitute teacher here in the Latin community say the N-word. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something for I just want to say that you black folks, you fat Joe lovers. Hey, Remy Ma, it is never going to be OK for anybody who does not claim being black to say the n-word period it's never gonna work and let me tell you something if you do it in public and you're getting beat up even if i know you i'm gonna walk away because you're gonna, like, you, you gonna get lumped up by yourself it's like oh but i'm not white so i can say it no ma'am this is why i say stop lumping in black people with people of color it's people of color and it's black people facts facts <laughs> Because it's still very different lives we lead. Yeah, and even yeah. though there's a lot of intersections, like we are very triggered by things like the migrant laws because we know what slavery looks like. 
We know what this looks like. We know that they basically replaced black slaves with uh, with brown slaves, literally. We, uh, but now they're just paying them some cents on the dollar. And now they not even don't even wanna pay them the cents on the dollar. They're like, hey, we have a whole slave force through the prison to go ahead and do it. So at this point, they are, they're basically, this like it's it's insane to me right now because I feel like again people aren't scared enough for me because we are turning this into slave catcher country and now the overseers are going to look like us. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference that's going to happen, and I and I don't understand why people are not more afraid. Yeah, they're 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 more scared of us than we are of them. Because think about it, we. Back then, we had our own communities all up and down the United States after slavery was so-called abolished. And after what happened to Black Wall Street, after what happened um, to a lot of New York, um, to a, a lot of New York Black communities, they turned um, a Black community in New York, I forgot its name, I should know it, but they turned a Black uh, community in, uh, in New York into the uh, Central Park. Central Park is built on top of a black community. I'm like, and that's what happened to a lot more black communities and they're covering up with man-made. Yes, and I'm just like, y'all are crazy. And then plus we have um, famous uh, activists, black activists who are queer. And we only talk about James Baldwin. There's lots, we, lots And there were so lots. many. There were so many that were clear that were queer. It, it, it's actually like it's almost an erasure even of the a lot of the um a lot of the amazing things that black queer people did for this movement, especially since a lot of us started these movements. Just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and go. Be, they don't like the, to hear that. They get mad. Listen, that. They still mad at my video. Um, I mean on TikTok a long time ago when I was talking about Malcolm X being bisexual and it's in his biography, you can read about oh. it. And they were pissed about it. I oh. like, it's the fact, like y'all cannot, they want to- He was a sex worker, like what do you want? Because once again, <laughs> I feel like a lot of cishet black folks think that queerness is strictly a white thing. So they really try to keep it separated. No, you cannot. Black queer people exist, have always existed. <laughs> and and truly will always exist despite whatever the fuck you want um now moving on to the next topic we uh <laughs> oh man um i actually i'm just looking at bishop td jakes and his red pill ideologies and i'm just thinking oh. to myself this is why i'm not a christian this is why <laughs> is, is that the same man who is like y'all women are turning into men <laughs> i'm actually yes and i'm actually about to play the video right now Oh, Please man. do. In fact, I'm, what a what an awesome segue. Let's get into it, baby. A TD Jakes video. <laughs> it's gonna be rough this morning, bro. Recently, a clip of TD Jakes went viral in which he makes a critique of gender role dynamics in contemporary society. We are raising up women to be men. You are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society how rough, nasty, mean, oppressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. 
There's always what I'm going to share is less about one person than it is about church culture as a whole. The message was preached on Father's Day of this year and was entitled Real Men Pour In. It was largely about role inflexibility, that both men and women have unique divine designs that when disrupted causes things to fall apart. He said this has been an issue since Adam and Eve. If Adam had not allowed Eve to pour into him, sin would have never come into the world. And he connects this patriarchal interpretation of the creation story to contemporary society. Your self-esteem is compromised when you have to ask your wife for lunch money. When Adam started eating out of his wife's hand, sin came in because the divine order was broken. There's so much to say on this, but here's a few points. T.D. Jake said that women are being raised to be men. And these are the traits he goes on to associate with masculinity. Rough, nasty, mean, aggressive... He then says that women have to create space for men to pour into their lives from their rightful masculine roles. He basically says women have to shrink themselves in order for men to come in and be their leaders. And my question is, why is it the responsibility of women to shrink themselves in order to make space for men? It's because this is not about women being raised to be men or climbing the corporate ladder. It's about control. In the eyes of patriarchy, there can be no relationship without control. Men aren't shying away from marriage and relationships. They want those things. And studies show that they're happier when they have them. That's why they've created entire platforms dedicated to educating and teaching women about their roles. It is women that are opting out of toxicity, control, and suppression under patriarchy. Women are opting out of all the traits Pastor T.D. Jakes associated with masculinity for their own sake. Can I be very clear? Women are not inferior to men and they don't want to be treated as such. Women by and large want partnership. Men under patriarchy want servitude and submission, and that is a disconnect. And this kind of role and flexibility is rooted in white supremacy. Messages like these leave women in the church vulnerable to violence and abuse, and create space for men to theologically rationalize that abuse. And as a man whose church was both built and sustained by Black women, T.D. Jakes and others like him need to be far more mindful of their theology and words. Feel free to leave your thoughts in the comments and like him. Girl, I'm glad that he said um, <laughs> that's something that really um, stood out, which I feel like, to be honest, when he said that in the eyes of patriarchy, there can be no relationship without control. And unfortunately, a lot of cishead Black men think that patriarchy includes them. Patriarchy was not made for Black men. And that's no. the problem. Right. My thing is, when T.D. Jake said all of this, I was like, my my hearing was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so when he said all this, I'm like, first of all, we're not supposed to raise our women to be strong. <laughs> we're not supposed to raise them to be smart. We're not supposed to raise them to be independent. Because <laughs> like, there comes a time where there's, there's strong, independent women who like to show their feminist side, but it's like, they don't have to show it to everybody. They don't have to, because it's like, when they own their own companies, like every, all of the all of the times, like I'm called a bitch, I'm called a this, I'm called that. I'm like, they're just being a boss. Just like Taylor Swift, I, if I was the man, there'd be nothing, there'll be nothing for people to say, but now since I'm a woman, it's like, oh, you're too strong on this and you're doing too much on that it's like no they're doing the same thing that men are doing no they're 100%. just right and i'm just like also with him trying to say be submissive i'm like there's women who are more there's women who have more at stake than what men do in some relationships because some of them they actually own their own businesses they actually do their bookings and stuff while sometimes the man could be a stay-at-home husband, I, I don't have no no problem. If you you provide that income, I'm cleaning the house. I don't care. <laughs> but, Listen, yeah. I 
I feel like, first of all, I feel like we have to break down like these stupid ass gender roles to kind of begin with. That just seems so silly. Like the shit seems so silly. Yo, when this man said, as soon as Adam was eating from Eve's hand, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It weakened him. I was like, lunch weakened that's first and then secondly i just i need christians to stop pretending that the bible makes sense because the <laughs> shit don't make no fucking sense bro literally adam eve the only people right and they had two sons where the rest of the people come from it's giving it's giving a lot of it's giving incest was mama just taking it all you know what <laughs> Right, don't answer that. Don't answer that. That's fine. Because right, say- for, for me, it was like, because after they ate the fruit, well, my thing is the fruit wasn't fruit. For me, I think the fruit was sex. Uh, but it, but it's like the like serpent, you. the serpent, I'm just like, serpent. Uh, for me, if I had the choice of not to have the fruit and live all this life right now, I'm just like, look, hold up. I ain't doing that. I, I, but, uh, <laughs> I, I got but it. I, even I, more than that, oh, I'm sorry, that. omnipotent God. Why would you do that in the? Why is there a whole fucking tree that's gonna make me awful? Right. Here, well, I wanted to give you a choice. Um, you're omnipotent and you know every goddamn thing. So wouldn't <laughs> you? Like, see, it, 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 don't, it don't make no fucking sense. And then we got people like T.D. Jakes who just speak in a cadence and they make sure to say it in such a way that it feels like they always making a point. You never know what kind of point they're making. You don't even know where the point is coming from, but a point will be made. As long as you say it in a certain type of tone and rhythm, it's going to move Black folks in the church and it don't matter what you're saying. And he could be saying these same red pill, alt-right talking points. They're not going to see it that way. <laughs> do you, but do you see how Christianity seems to be like a pipeline to yeah. alt-right? Yeah, and those, those are the type of people. Those are the type of people who drive people away. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what I think his main thing is? He just mad. <laughs> he mad because he's older and he don't understand. He doesn't understand and doesn't want to take time to understand what we're progressively doing as a community which is trying to grow instead of mm-hmm. suppress our emotions and, and so, right and so i'm just like you're mad because we're not sticking to the same ways that things used to be uh used to be and things the way that things used to be i watch all these documentaries on on our famous black folk and black men i'm just like dang y'all love to hit y'all women don't y'all just like wow <laughs> and so you you want to be able to get away with that again you want to mm. be like hey mm. bitch hey bitch get yourself back into because i know he curses because kirk franklin when i heard that argument i was like oh god but <laughs> but listen <laughs> like, hey, bitch, get back into the room so i could rape you because uh, uh-huh. just <laughs> Just because you married, <laughs> just because you married doesn't mean doesn't mm. doesn't mean it's consent. Um, so oh, that, but, and, but, and that's another mm. law they're trying to roll back. They want to make sure there's no more no fault divorces. Mm. So you can't say this is for unreconcilable differences. If one person doesn't want the divorce, you can't get divorced. 
Child. I feel bad. I feel bad for those um for those scammers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> now I want a green card marriages. It's okay. It don't work that way anyway. Donald Trump got rid of that. You can't even become a citizen through marriage. If anybody uh, convinced you of that, poor girl, you just gave away the pussy for free. I mm. apologize. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, now, <laughs> now let's go ahead and move on to our next subject. This one is called optimistic nihilism. Yeah, optimistic nihilism or nihilism just basically means actually let me be more accurate. I like to use like the act the actual definition because you know I just I paraphrase the fuck out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be accurate, you feel me? Mm -hmm. You don't need no no cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's not real, it's, but I was about to say, I was about to say it's not real anyway. <laughs> So nihilism basically, which I've been looking more into optimistic nihilism, but nihilism itself means the rejection of all religious and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. Now, if you look up optimistic nihilism, it says the ability of a person to create his or her own meaning after fully accepting that the universe is a large place of meaningless, basically meaninglessness. Basically, what I've been doing ever since I quit this fucking job. I was just like, bitch, about to I, say, have we been doing? Basically, like, bitch, we are insignificant beings in this big ass universe, and when I die, it's just going to be another Tuesday. So mm -hmm. I'm going to live my life right now because <laughs> people die every day, and people are born. And it's every not going to be another Tuesday for maybe your loved ones. But for the rest of the world, like it's the sun will continue to rise until and, you know they get rid of that too, climate change. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we're we're, we're like the 24 hours is gonna continue elapsing. I optimistic. I told my mama that I quit, by the way. She got mad as hell. <laughs> no, I didn't give a fuck. No, my mom you right. told that Jamaican lady you quit. <laughs> <laughs> you could have lied to her. I'm sorry. I know this is going to sound <laughs> terrible, but I'm very pro lying to Caribbean parents. Oh, I am too. But no, because I, she pissed me off because she kept be, she kept uh, asking me questions that she, I'm like, you know what? I quit. I quit. So leave me alone. And she was like, well, now what you going to do five years from now? And all this other shit. I said, I honestly just don't care. And oh, that's why. No, she, oh my God. Like, I honestly, oh my like, bitch, I'm, one thing about She's me, I believe, I believe that everything, everything is figure outable. I'm gonna figure it out day by I'm taking it day by day. And that's no, where we're gonna at. be able to figure it out. I'm more worried about her. Was she breathing after this? She was good know. when she got off the phone. I don't care how she feels. You know, I don't fuck with my parents. They disowned me. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Optimistic nihilism. Yes, we are insignificant beings. So bitch, take it day by day and do what you can in the moment. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> it's it's true because I feel like. I feel like I think we've all been kind of um, living in that kind of ideology without even thinking about it, because we know that there's so much that we cannot do. This is why places like this are our safe space where we get to be able to say what's actually on our minds, because we know there's not a whole lot we can do about what the fuck is going on outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only so much that we can do. But then we've also realized that doesn't mean that I can't try and find my own happiness. Even within that chaos, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop accomplishing things. But now I'm just not accomplishing it for other people. I'm not accomplishing it for our capitalism. I'm not accomplishing it for my parents. That's really the difference. And I have a video to play. She talks pretty good about it. Um, Yay, let's do it. 
Nothing matters, okay? You're a random, insignificant speck that was thrown into a random, insignificant planet, and your insignificant life will go on for no reason. Yeah. And then it will end, and everything will continue as it did before you were even here. Yeah. As if you were never here. Yes. Because if you were never here, it would all still continue. Yeah. There's so much freedom yeah. in just accepting that. Yeah. Like, I don't have to be anything. I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. There is no story attached to my life. There's no reason why I'm here. Yeah. Even if I'm a failure, that is just as banal as being successful. Yeah. Because no one cares either way. Either yeah. way, you're going to die. It's why do you care if you end up a bum or CEO? How much humanity has obsessed over what happens when you die. Yeah. Because I think if we were all a bit more honest with ourselves, we could just accept, oh, it's just going to be Tuesday. Yeah. People are gonna, yes. The sun's going to come up. The trash yeah. guy's going to come. They're going to take up the trash. Someone's going to fuck. Someone's going to, people are going to move on. It's going to so, be the next day. That's yeah. what happens when you die. The yes. next day happens. Yeah. Right? It's also why I really love Taoism. I really find healthy the idea of just being a pebble in the stream. Yeah. Bitch, that's all you're here to do because you're a pebble. Right. Like you thought you were this big man. Yeah. You're just a pebble. And I think you can only really be a pebble in a stream when you detach from stories about yourself. Yeah. And that's also what Sartre was saying. Like detach from this idea that you are this thing. Because mm. at, at, at immediately you live in bad faith. It's also acknowledging that like pebbles can't control the direction of a stream. Mm. It just goes where the stream goes. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're a pebble. I look at all these people doing patriarchy and building cities and yeah. fucking conquering and being ambitious. And I'm like, babes, you're a pebble and you're in a stream. Yeah. What, what are we trying to do here? Absolutely. Being a big man. Like, I know it's kind of dark, but it's like, it's so much freedom in like realizing that. <laughs> I, I feel like I laughed the entire time. I was on mute, but I think that I, I was dying the entire time because it is so ridiculously true, but you know how Africans are. Like, this shit just gonna be said. Oh yeah, yeah. me <laughs> telling, now, me telling this to my Jamaican parents, they ain't going, they ain't trying to hear that shit. But I'm, I'm just a pebble. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, y'all pebble in a stream now. <laughs> with no degree. Y'all pebble with no degree. Listen, we already know how that conversation is gonna go. We don't we don't gotta we don't gotta figure it out. Yeah, but for the like, rest oh, of us, I know, right? But for the rest of us living in reality, isn't like that the realest shit you ever heard? Well, like yeah. For me, I I I've looked at it time and time, and then I'm I'm just 22. I got I got goals to accomplish <laughs> while I'm here. But there was um on the podcast. See, the thing is, um, I was listening to one of their guests. They're like, Steve Harvey told them, "Look at all those graves. Those are <laughs> those are people who didn't accomplish all their dreams while they were alive." And I was like, "Oh, I." I want to accomplish my dreams before I pass on, but I'm just like still. But like I feel she like said, I'm a pebble. <laughs> but I feel like those two ideas can actually li live congruently. We can acknowledge how I know this is going to sound terrible, 
we can acknowledge how our existence absolutely means nothing and also acknowledge that we have dreams that we want to acquire. I actually feel like it means even more the dreams that we want to acquire. It just means it shouldn't mean anything else in the span of everything else. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we already have so much that is going on that we that people want us to accomplish, whether it's capitalism, our parents, Instagram models, whatever is telling us to accomplish this thing, that the only goal that should matter is the one that's for you. Mm -hmm. Like that that's at least how I see it. Cause I think at one point, especially when I was younger, I would have heard that and been like, nigga, I got dreams, I got shit to do. What you mean I ain't nobody, bitch? Like I know, cause I know what you talk, I know what you feel it. But I, I, but I feel like that those two things can live absolutely congruently because in that space, if we were to die, that it really wouldn't mean something for the rest of the world. That's why it's got to mean something to us. That's why I put it, that's why it's called optimistic nihilism, not just nihilism, because mm -hmm. those things can um, be congruent. Yes, if we really think about it, we are insignificant beings in this universe, but that doesn't mean that, but knowing that, that's why we should start now with our dreams instead of like, Oh my God, let me do what everyone else, let me do what when I'm ready. Everyone else I can't happy. do it. Right. Like doing what I want to make me happy starting now. I don't want to have to wait till I'm 65 or retire to live my life. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself, not suicide, sorry, but you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself trying to do what other people think that they want you to do. And I'm just like, I'm not doing this for you, I'm doing this for me, just so for my sanity, for my tranquilness I, I don't I don't want to do this for you because this makes you happy uh it, it's my feelings and you either like it or you don't uh, uh it's just like but then also I'm just like I am a pebble and I'm looking at everybody I'm like dang you're doing this you're doing that maybe I should get no I cut it cut it I, I need to do what makes me happy and exactly. what makes me happy uh it's like maybe climb the mountain that's what the fuck I'm going to do <laughs> so yeah exactly that you know what I'm saying and I feel like I feel like um when some people hear it if they're if they're not really prepared to hear something like that they would have an adverse reaction but for me I feel like it, it almost it's one of those um uh, one of those analogies it almost makes me get my shit together you are just a pebble what are you doing it to make it matter to you are you waiting on somebody for something were you waiting on something in order to go ahead and pull the trigger in your own life about what you want to be doing next? Like that's that's what it makes me think because we are so insignificant. So why aren't you doing what you want? Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of how I see it. That's a that was a great that was a great topic, area. Okay. Because most people most people would like freak out like like me telling the average person, hey, I quit my job and no, I haven't been looking. They will be like, are you crazy? Like, oh God, what's wrong with you? But the, way, you I do? Do, but the way I do my <laughs> life, like, I would say I thought smart. Like, girl, I have a cute coin in my account right now. It's enough to get me for the rest of the month at least. Well, to be honest, four months, but I ain't going to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, girl, why would I? I'm not living my life for y'all. I'm living my life for me. And I know, like, all this shit is the matrix. Bitch, I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna do. Because <laughs> yeah, we see we see on the shade room or Hollywood unlocked, it's like, oh, a celebrity died today. I'm like, oh, oh, sad prayers. Sorrow, sorrow, <laughs> sorrow, sorrow. Yeah. Oh, then, school, school shooting, oh, Wednesday. See that one. And I'm just like, 
why I, I don't want to go into it. It's just white white supremacy and white <laughs> it's just white. Listen, it's, um, it's, no, it goes a whole lot deeper. But I think that's why it's so important for us to have these kind of conversations because I want Black queer people to know we already know that capitalism has got us all in a fucking chokehold. We all gotta have a day job. And if you don't got savings, you gotta be working because niggas gotta eat. So we are 100% all there for that. And I think we need these spaces in order to give us a reset to ask us, what do you really wanna be doing? Is there something you really wanna be doing right now? Because if you're doing something for somebody else and not living for yourself right now, you're doing yourself a huge disservice because your grave does not have a bunk bed. You do that shit on your own. So you need to be happy with every single choice and decision that you made. And I refuse to be laying in on my deathbed to be like, oh, I don't know why I didn't continue. That man just said he was gonna be my husband. So I thought it was a good idea that I put my dreams out hold. Girl! <laughs> You don't drink some water and say your prayer. The fuck is wrong with you? Like so, so, so I, I, I think that that's the reason why I think that those things are are um, super important. And thank you, Aaron. That was an awesome topic. Before we move on, I just want to make sure I say that. Shit. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. um, moving, moving on to, to the next to one. Well, we both. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, Elon Musk says you poorers need to go back into the actual buildings and do your fucking jobs. You poor fuckers. <laughs> you say it like yeah. that, but that's what he meant. That's easy. That's too, that's easy for him to say since he's a multi-billionaire. Um, you know I'm what I mean. Going, By I'm the way, to, um, I'm going to play the video because he thinks that it is immoral to work from home. There are some exceptions, but I, I kind of think that that the whole notion of work from home is is a bit like the you know the the, the, the fake Marie Antoinette quote, "Let them eat cake." It's like. It's like it's like really you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work to the fact work in the factory. You're going to make the people who make your food that gets delivered that they can't work from home. The you know the the, the people that that come fix your house they they can't work from home, but you can. Does that seem morally right? That's messed up. You see it as a moral issue. Yes. I mean, I see it more as it's, it's, a, a, it's, oh. it's a productivity issue, but yeah. it's also a moral issue. You also get off the goddamn uh, moral high horse with the work from home. Um, so you exploit people from your home. I I'm confused. My thing is, certain jobs cost for certain uh, certain functions. So I'm just like, if I have the luxury of working at home, <laughs> then I'm gonna take that option. Uh, but if if my job is in construct in construction and I gotta go out and build a building, of course I gotta go out to do that. But it's on one hand, it's it's very, very, very insulting for you as a billionaire um, to say, oh, people shouldn't work at home. People should just be going out and wasting their gas and wasting their money to come to the corporation and work in person when all they do is sit in the cubicle and answer phones. Ta-da. The <laughs> they're not paying for the fuck. The, the, they're not going to give us gas money or anything like that. Some people have to drive hours, hell, even two hours to get to work every day. But you have this rich fucker talking about, oh my God, y'all are being immoral from working from home. It's it's gaslighting at its finest. Um, it's gaslighting and it's very, very manipulative. Even the way that he phrased it, he literally phrased jobs that could not be done at home. He didn't say, oh, all the medical billers and all of the assistants, they got to go in. No, those jobs could be done at home. 
Um, and, and this is also the same man who said he is blacker than I am because he was born in South Africa. So we need to understand the source from whence it comes. That's, that's, that's first. Um, but secondly, the reason why, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I know that this is complete manipulation is because how much money are companies paying out to keep those buildings open that they are saving now that people are working from home? How much profit? Because overhead is no joke. That's still wider, uh, water, light, utilities. That's still cable. That's still Wi-Fi. That's still all of the IT people. We still keep it a whole building open for people who could work from home. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like that saves money? Doesn't that sound like that would actually help the economy? But somebody is trying to tell you something that is the complete opposite of anything that makes sense. And you're still going to have some Belvita Voldemort follower go ahead and say, you know what? I think he's right. This is how we know. This is how we know billionaires live and poor people live in two different realities, worlds. They cannot relate to us. They try to relate to us so bad. It, they can never and will never be able to. We have a billionaire living in a country with one of the highest homeless populations talking about morality. Get the fuck out of my face. And then, like, how can you not sit here and say, we already getting exploited. Hell, some of us working in factories and fucking dangerous ass work conditions. Bitch, we doing what the fuck we can for our mental health. So, bitch, if I'm gonna work at home, I'm gonna work at home while your right. rich ass stays in your fucking mansions. Right. Because, like, we don't get paid enough, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, yo, stop. <laughs> just stop talking because you sound stupid. Because uh, I'm, I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm, that's why we have more of an influx of entrepreneurs. That's why I'm trying to get my business off the ground so I don't have to work for nobody. And then when it becomes for me to, to be a boss, uh, I'm be the most reliable boss ever because I'm just like, this is an example of what not to do. And I'm just and like- Learning from all of their mistakes, their constant mistakes, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, you need to communicate with your with your therapist and get us together <laughs> because- it's, it, it seems like a control complex right now. So I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Understand. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely micromanaging at its finest because they're and they're trying to make working from home seem like a luxury. I'm still working. I'm just saving on gas and lunch. But we need your slave asses in the building making us a profit because we don't want to actually use these buildings as homeless shelters and people and housing. We can't have that happen. So we need your asses to come to work. Mm. <laughs> yeah. so for me, for me, sometimes I'm like, how do I even make it from day to day? I got two quarts on my um in my gas. Two. <laughs> I'm like, like what? <laughs> why? How am I how am I supposed to get through the day? <laughs> like it's uh, they really try to make certain things seem like luxuries. And they're not luxuries at all. And I feel like it's really sad that we try to brainwash the world that someone's doing me a favor. Mm -hmm. All your work is getting done, bitch. What, what favor's happening? I what, what, you know what, it's fine. You know, you know where it starts though? It starts mm. in the school. It starts in the school system. Cause mm. like once I started getting into the school system, I was like, oh, so it's like factory work. Cool. Uh, love that. Not really. But uh, and, and <laughs> love so, that 
So yeah, but I'm in college right now and mm. for architecture and interior design. So I'd be my own boss. Uh, so, but it's it's just like, I look back, I'm like, why was I going so hard for these grades? <laughs> like, I really didn't see when there's so many other opportunities <laughs> out there. So I'm just like, wow. I could have been doing, but y'all were trying to convince me of some bullshit. So I'm just like, well, I want to be successful. So I'll take your advice. The fuck? Oh, I can't. Uh, Elon Musk is a piece of shit. Yeah, you know how many times I wanted to be on Kids Pop, but I was like, no, I had to go to school. <laughs> I could have been a Kids Pop kid. You know how many you times been I a Kids Pop kid. You know, you know how many times I wanted to be Billie Eilish. She was famous at seventeen, and I was talking to my friend. We seventeen and we in school. Billie Eilish is doing <laughs> full like concerts. What is going on? <laughs> so, yeah. Yo. Okay, so for. The last topic of the night. First of all, I know all of us are music lovers here. We all absolutely adore music to the nth degree. Um, it's it, it's definitely a passion. Uh, so, is male R and B music dying? Before according, we get into it, <laughs> according to uh, first of all, I want to say one of the worst things that can happen is letting straight black men have podcasts. Um, yeah. I'm going to play this clip and you, so you'll know why I titled it that. <laughs> R&B music has, R&B music has been killed by the feminine movement. The stars are all women. Yeah. There's no men, male R&B stars, but here's why. There's nothing a male R&B singer can say that has been said in the past that's not considered toxic masculinity. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. Today, that's considered toxic masculinity. Listen to Keith Sweat, wrong in the right way. You may be young, but you're ready. Today, that would be like, yeah, excuse me? Yeah, that is this some pedophilia? If you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight, girl. That's gaslighting in today's world. Tell a man does anything manly, it is considered toxic masculinity as is killing the male R&B voice because he doesn't have anything to sing, sing about anymore. I think love, though. I love, we don't, we never be them, girl. But it used to be about the love. <laughs> Confession is not as big as album. It's about a nigga cheating. R&B. In the words of the shade room, thoughts? So, my first thought is, so Luther Vandross just like didn't exist, right? Because he brings out the lyrics where you're like, yeah, I refuse to let you go. It's a toxic shit. I should be able to leave, right? Or like he's literally bringing up lyrics like that that would like age ain't nothing but a number. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a like you're upset that people are evolving. That's first off. But secondly, there are so many love songs that have nothing to do with taking away my consent, Peppy Le Pew. Right. <laughs> right. Like, well, like, what are you talking about? Like, like you've, like you never heard of Luther Vandross. You never heard of Chica DeBarge. You never heard of, like, are you serious? My, my thing is, why, why does our community still love R. Kelly? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying because uh, I test, I test my customers <laughs> all the time at work with two R. Kelly songs, 
And then I I skipped them right away. I like skip, <laughs> skip, and they're like, oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I'm just like, so y'all are still being taught incorrectly. Okay, you know, not be not incorrectly, but more so That's incorrectly. <laughs> you think that rape culture is a little bit okay? You're right. just like, I don't know what the problem is. He was just he was a different kind of guy. Like, oh, banging bitches and shitting on them and making them eat it. That's just a different type of guy. <laughs> That's right. Because okay. like when cool. I saw that busted Wendy Williams Aaliyah movie, I was <laughs> I, I was I was like, oh my gosh. Y'all were really so sign bad. y'all really sign your 15-year-old daughter off to this grown ass man. Who are y'all? It's a money. It was her choice, though. Like, she chose to be in that situation. And, like, I'm pretty sure they signed some documents or something. It's, the pussy don't even smell yet. She can't make decisions, nigga. Right. What's wrong with you? They were thinking I'm sorry. Anything, I can't. They I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, so, and, and it's and it's relevant in, in culture still. It's like, hey, baby, I know you 12, but you want to, you want to, uh, get with me <laughs> i'll pay for some stuff mm-hmm. no okay no, marcus stranger, stranger or, stranger. or it's hey i'm trev years old but you can't wear that because you know how your uncle get when he come over you have to put on wear, wear this because it'll be your fault if he tries anything on you mm. don't be fast now he can still come over for dinner even though he's on the registry but you got to put on pants like, nigga, okay. what are we talking about? He's helping pay me like, so you need to stop being easy. But <laughs> yeah. uh, better yet, you need to you know, hey, touch my daughter. See what happens. You know, uh, it's Texas. I don't know if you're going to get shot. <laughs> Listen, not in Texas, bro. But you know what sucks about that, even saying that? Those laws only apply to white folks. As soon as Black people use any of that shit, we don't get any of that privilege. We could be like, yes, guns. Sorry about the babies. Y'all have to figure it out. Deuces. It doesn't matter how much we are on their side. If we are ever defending ourselves with a gun and we end up killing somebody, we're going to be under the jail. And the NRA is going to be like, bombastic side. <laughs> I, I could bet you a million dollars a Black woman getting raped in front of millions of people still get passed. But no, Martha Stewart has Oh no, no, don't do it. Oh my gosh, no, stop. Oh, like, wait, you need help? You need help? Oh, I'll call the police. Listen, <laughs> I, okay, now listen, I just have to say, Martha Stewart should have never went to jail in the first place. <laughs> she just got some good information and she used it. That's some nigga shit. I'm okay with that. Why wouldn't you use information someone gave you? So that, oh, don't do that. You're going to lose your money. Don't do that, Martha. You're going to lose your money. She's like, okay, cool. And then she went to jail. I thought that was some bullshit. If we going to be honest, you know, I'm and I'm not really pro-white woman, but I am pro-scam and yes. getting away with it. Yes. Um, so I feel like <laughs> I feel like she should have got away with that. I do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, but she looked good at Sports Illustrated. I love her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the music, the music, when I listen back, I'm like, ecstasy was that drug, and it still is that drug. Uh, and I'm just like, and they stayed in the songs, like, I'm going to get you with that ecstasy. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like, it must be the E. <laughs> I'm just like, well, a little while. Ava okay. Little Molly, she ain't even know it. I had a good right. time. You ain't even know it. Okay, exactly. Rick Ross. I'm just like, 
I don't even want to meet y'all no more. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) And and another thing is, if male R&B is dying, I'm just like, stop your pussy stop. Okay? Because I'm just (laughs) women. I'm women sorry, are, like let's be honest. Like black women, especially now, have all just the talent and the creativity is there. I'm not gonna go to now. Nah, nah, I will go see Usher, but all these other male, and I will see Doreen Bernard. But we have male R&B singers, but it's not the ones that can get away with saying fucked up shit, and that makes them upset. Absolutely, because right. you and got Chris the, Brown and the, and the male ones who are doing amazing, like Duran Bernard, who's like gender fluid. They don't want to get behind the amazing music that that nigga is making right now, just because of how he presents. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me R and B is dead. Tell me you're toxic without telling me you're toxic. I want to be able to talk about bitches not having choices and it be okay. If it doesn't, if it doesn't have anything to do with the black cishet patriarchy of it all, they don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. It really uh, don't do we not remember Drew Hill? Drew Hill was sleeping in sleeping in my bed, messing with my head. You are you about to tell me RB is dead? Sisko alive. Let me tell you something. As soon as they go on tour, a bitch gonna be in the front. Talk about five steps. You think it's a it's not a joke. I actually find this very insulting as a music lover. I'm not even gonna lie. I find the whole idea that R&B is dead as really insulting because I feel like you just not right. listening. Right. Nobody, no, Brent, Fra- Brent Fayez is out here. <laughs> my my new bitch look like Jackie Brown, okay? <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I listen to um, Brent Fayez. I listen to the male yes. uh, R&B that's like really innovative. But then also it's taking me back to the 90s, even though I wasn't born in the 90s. But I wish I was. But uh, <laughs> but um, it, I love music that can move you, but you can also engage with it. It's like, oh, you meant that. Like, Nikki, I love her. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, you, you're funny because I get you in the window. Uh, uh, in your mm-hmm. window. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like going back to the 90s, the 80s, hell, even the 70s, dude. I'm like, I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. No, I can't stay. (laughs) (laughs) For real. And you take that song, but we but come on as if so you got me going in circles. Like, no, who are you with right now? About no R and B. It me upset. Like, how dare you? Like you know the one song tonight. Is the night what <laughs> um, uh, Whitney Houston? But tonight is the night with Denzel Washington and the video. I was like, y'all, why is she singing for a married man? <laughs> I was like, and then, and then, so I had tested my mom. I was like, my mom hates the SZA um, song, uh, "The Weekend." I was like, why you hate the song? She was like, she not gonna take me. I'm like, mom, she not talking about your man. <laughs> she's, not, she's not taking him on Saturdays and Sundays. I don't know what the fuck she said. Okay. Right. I didn't agree to that. Like, I feel you. I feel you. So, I've been cheated on too, mommy. Sorry. In all actuality, I, I feel the music is a is a vessel of just like speaking your mind and speaking your truth. And once you sing it, I feel like once you put it out there, it don't matter if you have an alter ego or anything, that's what you really meant. Because that you had to, even though you had other writers or other people in that studio, you took that into consideration and be like, yeah, I fucks with that. 
let me put it in the song so everybody else can sing it with me. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, because when Beyonce was like, I care. And then when she was like, sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm like, oh, I, I understand that. <laughs> I be so, I be, I, I'm, I'm fucking with this. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I feel like if you're talking about things that are quote unquote ruining R&B, I feel like straight men who have nice voices, straight black men who have nice voices, try to be rappers later. Mm-hmm. And after one R&B album, Tory Lanez, you just want to pretend to be a leprechaun rapper and it doesn't make any sense and it don't hit. And then you get upset with me when you pop out of your Crayola box with a new album and ain't nobody want to listen to it. And you know what? That's why they're, I, he should have said, because he said, oh, um, male R&B music is dying today. What he should have said was, I'm mad because we don't have R&B artists like an R. Kelly today, because we hold people like that accountable. We hold people like a Tory Lanez accountable now. We hold a Chris Brown accountable for the shit that they do and say. And I don't like that. Uh, we used to be like able that. to let him go do whatever. Because for me, I, I think of Chris Brown as a big brother. When, ever since I was little, I was, and then whenever, every time when he does something so stupid, I'm like, big brother, why? <laughs> oh, uh, it's so, it's so, it's, it's just uh, like, it's just like Chris Brown, aka yeah. Crickety Crack. I, 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 I was there during Run It. I was doing it. I, I was very much. I was, I was in it. I was, and and because we always admit our toxicities in the past on this show. When the first thing happened with Rihanna, I remember sitting back and being like, "Well, you know, Asian women, you know, they be crazy sometimes. Sometimes." <laughs> I, Bro, oh. that's what I said. Days after, I, I, when I saw the photo, then I was like, "Ooh!" Mm-hmm. I thought because I grew up with, with knowing that my grandparents used to box outside in their underwear sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I grew up in a space where you know my grandmother went ahead and like shoved my grandfather through a plate glass window and broke his ribs. Do you know this man waited till he healed? And he fixed that plate glass window just to throw that bitch outside it. I, it, it, it it's terrible. And when you grow up thinking that any little bit of that is normal, you hear stories like that and you think, well, I mean, she was kind of like nagging mm-hmm. a little bit. It's like, yeah, like <laughs> one in three people have herpes, bitch. What's your next issue? Like, <laughs> like oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, then I'm I'm just like, um, with Chris Brown in, in that Rihanna fight, I was like, I looked at the documentaries and I was I was like, oh, Rihanna looked like she could throw hands. <laughs> I was like, you know, and then I saw the, the toxicity comes in, and you're just like, because you're you're taught that hey, sometimes women get a little crazy, and as a person with a fully formed pussy, for me to say that out loud. Like that's normal is bananas. That shows how deep the brainwashing really was. It shows so how what deep. What did you see Chris Brown do? It shows do? how deep that we were. It shows how deep that we were taught to protect black patriarchy at all costs, or patriarchy in general at all costs. Like it doesn't matter what happens. Like we would think of anything to protect patriarchy, and I think that's where it comes from. But I'm glad that because now I, you already know Chris. Chris Brown is on my sick and shut in list. 
Like, no, um, anytime anybody works with Chris Brown, I'm like, nigga, why? Them or Kodak Black? What are we doing? Oh, we just no. out of the garbage. Oh, when I heard what it is, how much? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, solo. Solo version. Do so you know she had to come out with just that song without his part? Because yes. all of because all of us bitches who be fucking with Dochi was like, he doesn't even like you. Don't even he get doesn't started. doesn't like on. you, girl. You're not light enough, girl. He doesn't like you. Yeah, Same thing with the baby. Like, I wouldn't go out with this cockroach-looking nigga anyway. Who cares? But mm -hmm. the thing is, he's feeling all up on you in the video like he's like he wants you with something when he said with his whole full bird chest, he said that shit, oh, mm -hmm. I don't date women with my color. Right. And, uh, and that goes back to colorism. That's why I painted a picture. I was like, this is green, black, ebony. <laughs> uh, and then people people were like, what does this painting look like? Well, we're, um, um, represents, I was like, colorism. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. black, dark-skinned women need to be in the front sometimes, most of the time, mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, because, like, that, that's another backbone of the community. And, when I, and then when I saw the baby and his trifling ass, uh, <laughs> good do uh, Danny Lee like that, I was like, wow, y'all, no. Have, have you, have y'all noticed that, because I know a lot of black gay men still listen to the baby, and I'm like, girl, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> Do to they me. really? I'm, yeah. it's, especially like, it's, okay, I know, because I went to a ball, and they were playing some music. I'm like, girl, what's going on? Like, girl, he don't like that age I'm like, what? <laughs> and now, I noticed that he, the baby trying to make some house beats now. Girl, y'all, you just caught it, like, Walking diseases a few months ago. Now everybody's trying to make house and ballroom beats. I see through the bullshit. This is why when people had some, um, and it wasn't a lot of people, but I did have respect for the ballroom people who weren't upset with Megan The Stallion, but wanted it to be more known, like with her song, Her, which is obviously fully ballroom. Like it's, <laughs> like, like we're not gonna pretend that's not a ballroom fucking song. I'm her, 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 she, her, She said, her, I've been on two seasons of Legendary. <laughs> like, that's you know, my girl. And, and, Obviously, I feel like that she was just trying to pay homage to people that she respected, but I understood people saying like, you're putting uh, this in the forefront, but you're not putting us as the ballroom, the black queer people in the forefront as because this is something that we created. And I think that she did her best, but I think she's just young, but I understood why people had certain criticisms because now something like even looking on um, the stage with Beyonce, mm -hmm. they took that one white bitch off mm -hmm. of legendary, and mm -hmm. that is basically the full face Excellent. of all yeah. of the tour. Uh, like other than the Let's Twin, that and, like, and then how are you gonna make the face of ballroom a white woman? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, do you know what I'm saying? So I understand when people have you know those critiques because it's a black queer thing. It's a black queer thing, period. And Beyonce, I love you. Yeah. You could have picked from a lot of people off of the legendary cast. I want to say there was a lot of houses with a lot of talented people. And but you wanted to get the one who was going to be more commercial. We we love Honey Belisciano, but <laughs> we got we got to we got to come. But we up. also have to be I don't got a problem with her. I think she's yeah. really talented, but I also know where it comes from and who needs to be the face. 
I can do two things at one time. But listen, honey is amazing. Damn, we're not going to pretend a bitch ain't got talent. That would just be stupid for me to say. However, there are so many Black queer people who are just as talented or more that could have taken that spot. Period. That's how I feel. Yeah, just because like when I saw I saw the dancers, I was like, cool, we got we got some Black but where the rest of them at? <laughs> so, um, so I'm just like, but I, I, I still love it. I'm, I'm going to the concert, but I'm just like. Oh, you got, oh, you got Renaissance tickets? Yeah, I, I did. I, I get the outfit. Um, but I'm just like, I got, on, I got on the list the first time, and I was like, if I'm not going, I'm not, if I'm not getting on this list, I don't want to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but I got on the list the first time, but. Other than that, I'm just like, I saw the dancers, I saw parts of the show, which I don't like, but I saw parts of the show and I was like, where's Ashley? <laughs> Where? Oh, I got, now the T, the T is she fired Ashley because apparently Ashley was liking hate comments and Parkwood and Beyonce found out about it. And that's why she fired. Her. That's the- I feel like, first of all, it's Beyonce. Nigga, I don't know what the fuck you thought <laughs> like in she see everything <laughs> she's, a, she's a, in the shadows just, oh, that bitch don't, she barely even speaks speaking of Beyonce um, leave her alone speaking mm-hmm. of Beyonce she just dropped the remix to America Has a Problem really with Kendrick Lamar. really yeah they're they're best friends at this point <laughs> they're best friends <laughs> but um for me, I'm just like, music is such a powerful thing. You just gotta watch what the fuck you say, cause there are things inside that music that'll just give you the goosebumps and and, and and makes you convince you about certain things. Like when I hear country music, I'm just like, help them, please help them, because uh, <laughs> it's it's opening up those those acceptability it's of like hey i could be racist and drink my beer at the same time hey, <laughs> i could be racist but i also i also have a friend that's like oblivious to their own race and because they'd be like i'm not black i'm dominican and they're not ready for that conversation. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> so, listen we're not talking about the tokens that they take around and be like black who yeah, right. <laughs> that's not what i put on my paperwork uh, oh my girl, get put up by the police and see what they say. But one more thing that I want to ask before we close out um, this topic and wrap up the show is what do you think people are really missing? People like him are really missing in reference to um, male R&B music. Because I already see so much that's going on that's like amazing that's going on through R&B music. But do you think it's just his own privilege that's blinding him? Or do you think it's just his hatred? Like, what do you, like, just to get into the mind of a bigot for a second. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, again, um, he's the conservative ideology of his viewpoints of music. And red pill shit like girl he i think that's what it comes from it's giving very much like he probably likes kevin samuels oh yeah yeah andrew tate yeah he's probably listening to all of them kevin samuels oh oh chills it it was so it was so ironic he died on a big girl 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> under a big girl who was a single mother with a job. I was like, sir. The, uh, hypocrite. Hypocrisy. Like answering your question, um, I I just think that he he's just stuck in his own way and he's stuck in the, the mind of a of a closed off person and a closed off conservative. Um it's like while while we're progressing, you can't stunt your growth. Like you only are as big as the space that you let yourself in. And you're letting yourself into these small spaces and that you're gonna be ignorant and stupid to the things that you need to know in order to survive in this society. And that's not saying to, well, that is saying to um, disrupt your beliefs um, because it's just like, you need to have respect for everybody and you need to look at the full picture instead of the picture that, you're, uh, that you've been given and that you're looking at in a minuscule way. So I'm just like, I'm just like, look, just try to be more open because you never know what you might learn. <laughs> you never know what right, you might learn. Right. I think like, I, I think as long as, straight black men think that patriarchy was made for them, um, they're not gonna be open because this is why we have dumbasses like this person think, saying things like, oh, the black feminist movement is destroying black male R&B. Like, like they, because again, they think that they are included <laughs> with the system of patriarchy. And I keep, I cannot stress this enough, girl, patriarchy and white supremacy go hand in hand. Why do black men think that they are going to be a part of that? And there's a difference between being the feminist and being the black feminist. Uh, white feminism Huge. white feminism reminds me of the the wires of the Second Amendment or I mean no the, the wires of the Confederacy. That's what feminism reminds me of. Black feminism is something empowering, something that you could learn and see, hey, there's other ones, there's other people like me that are doing their shit. And I feel like <laughs> I, that's what I feel. And and just again, like I said before, I'm sorry, black women are just more talented to me vocally and just music wise and creativity. And if I go see them perform, they dance. They don't just stand in the fucking stage with a fucking plain white t-shirt and some chains on, not saying shit. I am more Raising entertained. Raising their arm like this. Right, <laughs> like girl, I'm not gonna pay money to see that. Like no, boring. I'm not paying money for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel, but you know what? I think you rethink, I think you brought up a really good point. Like there's another aspect of this that we, we haven't been speaking about until Aaron just brought it up. Male, straight male performers are boring to watch. Like, yeah. let's be real. Like Lil Nas X, almost every female performer, Fantasia who takes off her shoes and running across the stage. Like whatever the fuck is going on, we're putting on a goddamn show. Like, yeah. do you know who actually came close? was Offset. I remember seeing a, a um oh, like a whole song with Offset. This nigga had dancers. He was doing the next shit. I was like, oh, okay. Like you actually trying to put her on before Now, the only straight uh, who isn't problematic, the only black uh, straight male R&B singer that I would go see perform and I know gives a show is Usher. Mm, yes, yeah. yes, Usher. 100%. You know who else, who is a male rapper who will put on a good show? Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. That man is very creative. He literally sets a stage. He tells a story, whether it was performing with Beyonce, performing by himself, whatever mm -hmm. it is, I'm really always very like and happy to see him perform. Let, let's not forget the weekend as well. 
Uh, the weekend does know how to put on a show, but I will say, I can't listen to the weekend no more because all that man does is whine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause I, I'll listen to a good the weekend and Ariana Grande thing. <laughs> so, but the last what race is Ariana Grande today? I hear she's Japanese. I don't know what's going on. She's a she's a she's a fairy witch. Uh, she's on Wicked right now. She's, um... she's like I'm. Not, she's like Scarlett Johansson. I'm a tree. I'm not even human anymore. I don't don't even look. Stop. <laughs> my, my thing is though, Ariana Grande, even though people don't like to compare, but I I do like the comparison of Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey, just just because just because she Ariana Grande has this certain thing to her where she supports her friends okay I, yeah. okay well child i don't know what's going on with her and her support of other people but um, i will say i feel like the reason why that anybody would compare them is because it's very clear that ariana grande grew up listening to mariah carey and emulating her a hundred percent i feel like that's the only comparison that we could really make because um mimi has, is actually a black woman you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Ariana's just like, I slept oh. with Big Sean. You know how big his dick is? I'm black too. And that's I'm Italian. Different. You know what I'm saying? And that was different. But yeah. am I going to deny that Ariana Grande has got talent? I would be stupid, deaf, and dumb to pretend the bitch does not have lungs. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, we're not about to go. The mic is always on when Ariana is behind it. We're not about to go ahead and pretend, but I'm still like, you used to be a white woman with red hair, Mary Jane. I don't know oh, what's going on. True. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I am with, with Ariana, but I don't know how we got, <laughs> we yeah, be just, I, yeah, I'm just talking and talking. <laughs> I know what I'm saying, right? Because that's what it's supposed to be. It's a conversation. But um, at any rate, I just want to say, um, we actually got through all of our topics. High five, everybody, okay. Um, I really want to thank Marshall for coming on today. You have been an amazing, uh, um, like interviewee, and giving us all of your um, all of your expertise and things that you've gone on in your life. And I, I really, really love the fact that you were here with us this evening. Like it's been awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for um, because. As you can see, we a mess, child. So <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for coming to be a mess with us. Okay? We love a good, we love a good stir of mess. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now this is the time for all of the shameless plugs. So Marshall, we go start with you. Go ahead and tell us where you are, where we can find you. Where is your art? Let us know. Well, I'm in Houston, Texas. So uh, if you know any other spots in Houston, hit me up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I do have an art business, my art Instagram, but on Instagram is at Marshalls underscore custom art. It's Marshalls like the store underscore custom art together. Uh, but then I do have a modeling page that I don't go on to as much as I want to, but it's, um, it's at M underscore A underscore B-R-A-D-L. Uh, which is Brattle because I couldn't put my whole name. Uh, but <laughs> that last part is B-R-A-D-L. Um, but thank y'all again for letting me on. I've been talking to Aaron so long. I'll be like, uh, Aaron, I like your videos. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> like, I see how a podcast. Like, Aaron, <laughs> can I be on the podcast? Come on, let's <laughs> so, go. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. and, and, then, and then I went on, Aaron, here's my art. <laughs> look, look at my art. <laughs> 
Look at my art. So I was like, am I annoying this person? Okay, look, I'm going to just leave it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I got a text back. Like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? Oh, for sure. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, because I think when you reached out, I think that was when, the, during the time, me and Sydney took like a, a month off. <laughs> we took a break. Because, <laughs> girl, it was so much going on. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, you're going to be the first one. And you are. <laughs> and you have been the first one. Listen, we, we've we had other, uh, we only had Tony on as a host. Like, even from Zario, you are our first, like, official, like, guest guest. So thank you for coming on. Um, and of course, people, you know where to find us. All right. Um, on a regular basis and everything is going to be in the bio um, this has been an awesome show. Uh, thank you for anyone who is listening to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Thank you for your Spotify listens. I hear y'all niggas is listening in Taiwan now. Hi, yep. Taiwan. What the fuck? Taiwan, I listen did... to our black gay asses. We love to see you. Listen. <laughs> oh, you, know, you know, there's like some black folk over there in Taiwan. You know? yeah. <laughs> and big ups to all of the melanated Southeast Asians. Okay, thank you. Uh, for all of your listens and all of your streams and everybody else uh, around the world who is listening to us. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Um, as usual, just stay Black and stay queer and just remember that being queer is African. And we go see you in the next one. Peace. Bye, hoes. Bye. <laughs>